just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. You go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with Danny Boy King. Danny, Dave Gettleman has redeemed himself after getting a lot of heat last week. And we're here to talk about it. We're going to talk some Giants. We're going to talk about the trade uh, with Olivier Vernon and Kevin Zeidler. We're going to talk about Landon Collins. And we're going to talk about some guys that we could get to. But we got to start with, I guess, would be the biggest news maybe in the NFL right now is Landon Collins signed with our rival Washington Redskins for six years, $84 million, and showing all Giants fans and yourself and I uh, alike that there was no way we were ever going to sign Landon Collins to a long-term deal. No, yeah, we were never going to be able to get able to give Landon Collins what he got in Washington. He he reset the safety market with that huge of a deal. Like teams are probably very annoyed when they found out Washington gave him that huge deal. But you're right, we we could never get him back. Dave Gellman either, maybe they did have some form of talks that no one was able to report about. But forty five million guaranteed, eighty four million that for six years. That's just not something I would want to commit to right now. Could he prove that he was worth that? Yeah, he could very well do that. But right now, Landon Collins has proved he's proved to me that he's good. But he hasn't proved he's like an Earl Thomas, let's say. And that's why I, I'm fine with him getting that big of a deal. Yes, it's in Washington, but let's be real. Washington, we don't know what they're going to be. They don't, they're not a very developed team right now. Their two quarterbacks are Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. Uh, Josh Norman has not been the Josh Norman. We thought he was that one year of Carolina. And they're starting tight end Jordan Reed's always injured. So Washington, could it pay off for them? Yes, but we don't know where they'll be right now, so I'm fine with him uh, getting that huge of a deal. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He completely set the safety market ablaze, and we've seen it with guys like Mathieu, uh, Kenny Vaccaro getting decent deals. You know, Weddle we saw before, uh, you know, the tampering uh, uh, time had started. And it really is unbelievable. Like, the he could be franchise tagged the next three years in a row, and he won't make what he's making with Washington. It's unbelievable what Washington did. Um, for a guy who we both were on the same page where we want him back and we were both dumbfounded that he wasn't franchise tagged or, or traded because you know, like it's, it was one of those things like if you knew it was gonna, this was going to happen, trade him. But we, if, if a third-round pick was the best option we had in a trade, well, we got that because in a, we're going to get a, him a third-round pick as a compensatory pick next year for Landon Collins because of how big this deal is. I mean, you know, we there's no – the NFL doesn't officially tell you how that's done. But with a deal like this, you pretty much have locked up yourself a third-round uh, pick for next year's draft. And, yeah, it's unbelievable. We are never going to bring him back. Part of me still wishes we would have franchise tagged him. But at the same time, it's like, you know what, maybe we should move on if we know that there's no way we're keeping him long-term. The reason why I think we're all still dumbfounded about it is because we don't have anyone to replace him right now. And it's not like we can go into the safety market and pick someone up because he's, as I said, he's transformed this market. Tyron Mafayu, he got a deal worth like 14 million a year. Uh, Earl Thomas, what's he about to get? Who knows? Kenny Vaccaro with the Tennessee Titans. That's the reason why we're all freaking out because we don't have someone to replace him. But 
who know if he was with us, maybe he never would have known this was a deal he could have gotten. Maybe Washington just desperately wanted him, so they just threw him everything they had. So right now, I mean, as I said, you could argue if we if we cut Eli, then maybe we could have done something. But with that trade for Olivier Vernon and for Kevin Zeidler, which we'll get into a little bit, we basically just traded contracts. We really didn't move that much of cap space. We gained like maybe a million back, and. As, as I said, Landon Collins, will he prove himself? I think he will with Washington, just not right now. He just hasn't proven to me that he's worth that $84 million. I don't think he can prove that he's worth that because, that, I mean, that's we've never seen a safety contract like that. Um, and, you know, I wrote a blog, you know, it's up on johnboymedia.com right now, that I just I don't, he, I just don't think he could ever prove this contract because it's, it's almost unprovable. And what we've seen of him is, yes, he struggles in pass coverage. He's not horrible, but he does struggle with that. And he's kind of a box, you know, safety. He plays up at the line of scrimmage a lot or, or, you know, sometimes as a hybrid linebacker. And to just give a guy that much money is unbelievable. And it gives us a lot more peace, you know, knowing that, you know, maybe Dave Gettleman is not as much of an idiot as we saw as we thought last week. Yeah, and we also have to remember he had his best year under Steve Spagnuolo in 2016. 2017, it was a struggle, but he was better. He was still very good this year. James Betcher defense, he just didn't really fit their scheme. I'm not sure what Washington's scheme like down there. Maybe he'll be better for that. But right now, the word the Giants are, he doesn't fit James Betcher's scheme, and that's really one of the, also another reason why he probably was let go. And you know that that year he was uh, really well. I believe it was uh, 2016. Uh, you know, like his interceptions were really good, but it was like all in a four-game stretch. Um, you know, and he has some sacks, and he, you know, he's a great tackler. He's you know great in run defense. So I'm not trying to sell him short, but you know that was a very short stretch where he you know started intercepting the ball, and you know, I think he had a pick six. It was against the Rams, um, and just a few other other things on him. Um, just some memories of Landon Collins. I know this will sound like bashing him, but uh, he was the guy. When Bill Belichick was an option at, at head coach, he said, "No, we don't want a guy like that in here." Which kind of like, like I don't like, you know, everybody talks about how they want to be the next Lawrence Taylor, but Bill Belichick can put you in the best, you know, the the best situation to do that. Yeah, you're gonna have to work hard and, and keep your nose to the grind, but uh, that kind of showed me a little about Landon, you know, not much, but a little bit. And he also told his baby mama to get food stamps when he was a millionaire in the NFL. So no more food, no more food stamps for the baby mama. No, I, I have more fonder memories of Landon Collins. <laughs> I know. I just, I like, I like, it's just those funny little stories that no, yeah. me. at least we haven't seen a Landon Collins uh, jersey being burned yet. Yeah. I, I saw someone uh, post on Twitter uh, when he had like a lighter to it. I'm like, he's not going to burn that jersey. Is he? Luckily, those are the worst luckily, people that do that. Deserve yeah. To be I hate those people. Themselves. Luckily, he uh, he just put a, a thank you note on it. But, yeah, just for me, what sticks out with Landon Collins is the development of him as a player. He was terrible when he was first drafted, and then he became like an all-pro type safety, a three-time pro bowler, contender for defensive player of the year in 2016. So do I think Washington's getting a good player? Yes, they're getting a good player. Can he prove himself? I, I think he can, but... If, once again, it's all about the scheme. If he does not have the right scheme, he will not work out for you. Definitely. But the more important news, the trade of the, of the offseason, we have ourselves a guard, a right guard. We, we, we got Kevin Zeitler from the Cleveland Browns. 
we shipped away Olivier Vernon, which we were desperately trying to get rid of. We do a little fourth-round draft pick swap, and we got ourselves a chance at having a good offensive line, Danny. I mean, Kevin Zeitler, compared to our right guards last year, only had 11 uh, pressures while our right guards had 39. I mean, you watch his highlight. The guy is great in pass pro. He's a pretty good run blocker, and he plays with a chip shot on his shoulder. He's, just, he's smart. He knows when to, you know, peel off a block and how to get to the second level. And, and we, you know, we save ourselves a million and a half in cap. And I, I just love this move because it solidifies our right guard spot. And then now we just got to go out and figure out that right tackle spot. Yeah, because obviously, who needs an Antonio Brown when you can get a guy like Kevin Zeidler on your team? Exactly. I'm joking. And, obviously, we, yeah. We, and he doesn't about. have a blonde mustache either. No, because blonde mustaches do not work, especially on Antonio Brown, as we've seen. But Kevin Zeidler, as you said, I, I it's not like when, we, when I saw like a parent of our right guards. I can't really blame too much on Jamon because that's with Patrick Omai, who was I still don't know why we gave him a contract, but that's besides the point. Let's focus on Kevin Zeidler. He is a stud as a right guard. He, I believe he's one of the main reasons why Baker Mayfield felt so confident at that position. If I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm just drooling in excitement, knowing what could happen if him, Will, uh, Nate Solder, who, who's ever our center. And then, as I said, as you said, the right tackle is the only position that needs help. There's someone sitting out there by the name of Daryl Williams with that connection to Dave Gettleman. Maybe. Just maybe. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, I'm excited about Kevin Zeidler. He's a really good piece. Uh, he's a proven right, you know, he's a proven offensive lineman. And like you said, Will Hernandez, he have another year in the system, another year to develop. Uh, and then, like you said, whoever's at center, whether it's Jalapio or Pulley, who, you know, we'll talk about where you just re-signed him. Uh, you know, it's going to make their job a lot easier. And whoever that right tackle is, whether it's, you know, Daryl Williams, Jawan James, or, or somebody in the draft, or, or Remmers, you know, we'll talk about all those guys, you know, uh, in the second half of the show. It's going to make everyone – it makes everyone's job a lot easier. He's a guy who knows how to communicate. He knows in pass pro. Because a lot of times at guard in pass pro, there's a lot of decision being – making being made. Like, who needs help? You know, because a lot of time, you know, it's, it's – all right, double here, double here, double do – you know, do that. And he's proven that he can make uh, all the right decisions. And in the run game, he's, you know, he's not a mauler. But he's he's a you know he gets the job done, and with a guy like Saquon, you don't need Maulers on the offensive line, and he knows how to get to the second level, which is you know kind of a lost art from the offensive line. So yeah, I'm excited about the guy, and we saved ourselves a million and a half in cap, which it's not much, um, but it is something. The only part that sucks about this, and you know with you know I, actually let's just move on to the Spencer Pulley signing. We uh, we nab him for three years, nine mil. Uh, it's essentially a one-year deal, though. Only, uh, I think, like 2.8 mil is, is guaranteed. Uh, I like this move if we bring back Jamon Brown. If not, I don't because I just – I don't believe in Spencer Pulley. He really – you know, yeah, he's, you could say he's a good, a decent backup center. But with Jalapio's injury and him never really – have, you know, I like Jalapio a lot, but he really hasn't proven a whole lot. For Pulley to be our depth there, I'm just not excited about that. See, I'm I'm a little different because I was, I was very happy with what Spencer Pulley did towards the end of the season, and as I said when I went when I did my uh, little live stream today over on my Twitter, I think we're entering another um, Brett Jones John Jalapio situation of last year. These two are going to battle it out. Whoever wins the starting center job, that other person may get shipped away. So, I mean, Jalapio, he's not on an expensive deal. He was he was a tender player. 
so they can maybe ship him away from something because, I mean, but see, the thing is, as you said, he had an ankle injury. We don't know what he's really like because he was out in week two, and then we took forever to put Pulley in there that once he came in, he was very good. So I, I'm happy, I'm excited to see what these two would do. Right now, I'm giving Jalapio the edge because he's Dave Gettleman's guy, but it would have shocked me come week one we see Spencer Pulley uh, snapping the ball to Eli. Yeah, do you do you think there's any chance we still bring back Jamon Brown? No, because I don't see him wanting to play right tackle. He's not a right tackle. He's a right guard at heart. Uh, I, I mean, maybe for depth purposes, but that he could be. I mean, he said he wants a hometown discount, but I think he'll be quite expensive to re-sign. If he's willing to maybe give right tackle a try, bring him back because that's really the only position on the line we need help. But right now, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, you know, he knows that his best bet is to play guard, and I think someone's going to offer him a starting job. So it'd be interesting, you know, it'd be weird to see him go anywhere else. Um, and dude, people are getting paid this offseason. Do you see Bobby Hart got a, a three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal from the Bengals? I, I missed that. He got a a three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal. Yes, sir. That is insane. I, he was awful with us. He was. I guess flying with the Bengals, apparently. I, this is the year to get paid because safeties are getting paid out the wazoo. There's not that many pass rushers. They're getting paid a lot. And so that's just insane to me with Bobby Hart. And, yeah, wow. Yeah, and then, you know, Trent Brown, he got the big deal from the Patriots. Uh, Raiders. Which, or, yeah, sorry, the Raiders, uh, which broke the record for uh, the office of linemen. Uh, broke Nate Solder's record from last year. So two years in a row, a left tackle from the Patriots make, breaks the record. Um, unfortunately for us, I think people uh, haven't figured out yet that maybe these left tackles from the Patriots look really good because Tom Brady throws the ball in less than two seconds. No, oh, yeah, because obviously Nate Solder did not have the great of starts with us. Maybe Trent Brown will be different when he's in Oakland because they're a very interested team right now. But, yeah, so... As you were saying, they, they, for some reason, they look amazing in Tom Brady's view, but then you bring them into like a reality, back down to like normal NFL land, and they kind of don't look like that much expensive of a player. Definitely. Um, yeah, so this, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about safeties because it's, it's starting to thin out. Uh, before we move on to potential free agents uh, we could get after, is there, you got anything else on what happened on Monday? Uh, no. I mean, we'll cover obviously all the rumors about who the Giants are into right now, but so far is a quiet day for the Giants so far, but they're been talked to some players, so let's get into that. All right, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let me read a quick little ad, and then we will get into that. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, so let's look at some possible free agents the Giants could target. Let's start on the offensive side, and we'll start with the skill positions. Really, running back is not going to be 
anywhere where we sign anybody. One, because Saquon uh, did what he did. Wayne Gallman has kind of solidified himself as a backup. And Rob Martin, I believe, will get a chance at number three. And you, you always bring in guys to camp that are rookies, so we'll see what happens with that. So running back is not really an option. Quarterback, there's not going to be anybody in free agency. Maybe a trade with Rosen. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about that, so we're, we're not going to talk about that until something happens. Wide receiver, though, uh, we brought back Corey Coleman, which is I think is a big move because he, he was really good his first year with Cleveland and things kind of unraveled and then he bounced around from team to team. But in his few games with us, he looked good. And, I, I mean, I'm excited about Corey Coleman, and I hope that he could be that wide receiver three for us. What do you think? I think he could very well do it because, obviously – as you said, he was fine at Cleveland the first year, but then really all went downhill. And then we also what happened on Hard Knocks, that he bounced around between teams, the Bills and the Patriots, and then he finally landed with us, and he really found a home. And his, him on special teams is is great because we actually can move the ball now. And he proved himself when Odell was injured, and then it was him, Sterling, and like Benny Fowler, and then Russell Shepard that. He's a legit guy, and Eli trusts him. He's thrown him some few of those deep balls in that Washington game. So I have faith in Corey Coleman to be wide receiver number three, and I'm excited to see what he does this year. Right. So there's one guy I could see us maybe targeting if we get him on a one-year deal. It's Michael Crabtree. He's 31 years old, but he's proven, you know, last year with Baltimore and, you know, the years before with Oakland, that he's a guy who can get in the end zone and do it effectively. And so if we can get him on a one-year deal and, you know, you know, it all depends on how everything plays out with, you know, some of the safeties and, and whatever we do at the right tackle spot. But if we're left over with, you know, you know, 12, 13 million in cap or something like that, I'm all in on giving, you know, Crabtree, say, you know, a, a three, four, five million dollar deal because he's, just, he's a guy that's proven he can get in the end zone. He's only 31 and we could get him on a one-year deal. Yeah, that would be a, a good option if we were looking at it. Maybe even Golden Tate. I mean, he could be a solid wide receiver number three. Yeah, but I, I think he's looking for a little more. than. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to be kind of demanding more than what Crabtree would be, though. You're right, in that retrospect. And that's someone I was looking at because, I mean, he's got a little bit of a, a thing going on right now. I don't expect the Giants to be in the world interested in him, but Demarius Thomas, I mean, yes, he's out that Achilles injury and. He's dealing with that arrest, but Michael Crabtree would be a good pickup. It's just the problem is, would he would he be able to get along in that Giants locker room with an explosive personality such as Odell Beckham, Janoris Jenkins? Obviously, I think they would put that aside, but those are two big, a few of the big personalities, and he's a fighter, Michael Crabtree. So I actually think Crabtree's not much of a fighter. I just think Akeem Talib is one of the biggest jerks in the world. Um, and just continually grab his chain, and then Crabtree's like, you know what? He does it again this game. I'm going to fight him. So actually, I think Crabtree is a like he's like a pretty calm dude. It's just a key to leave is a jerk. Which I mean, I don't mind. I li- I would like my cornerback to be like a key to leave. Someone someone I would have liked the Giants this time was Danny Amendola, but obviously he's now with Detroit. So, but Michael Crabtree, that would be a good sign, and it would provide solid depth to both. Uh, Sterling and Odell, and would just provide another option for Eli alongside right. Coleman and all of them. Right, and then so the biggest position that we're going to be that is, is in need for this offseason is right tackle, and there's a few options because there's some guys out there. Um, the names I have down are Jawan James from Miami, uh, Daryl Williams. Uh, both those guys are 26 years old, both six foot six. Uh, Daryl's 335. Jawan James is 315. 
Uh, Jawan James has started every game of his career besides two. Um, Daryl Williams has been, uh, you know, he's linked to Gettleman because he plays for Carolina. He's had some injury problems, though. And I tell you what, out of those two guys, we'll talk about uh, Remmers a little bit, but out of those two guys, I'm actually big on Jawan James because, I mean, he's been a solid right tackle. He's got the size. He's played. He started every game he's been of his career coming out of Tennessee. And I just think he's extremely reliable. And if we can get him on a decent deal, I'm all for him being our highest paid free agent this offseason. Yeah, you're right. Because Darrell Williams, he was obviously injured for basically the whole season last year. And we don't know what he'll be like this year. And Jawan James, he he's got that. Uh, he was he was born in New Jersey, so I mean he's familiar with the area. And once again, he'd be a solid addition to that offensive line. He proved himself down in Miami. It's just right now with the way I, I'm going based off what last year's free agency looked like with the Giants, and just Dave Gellman bringing in Jonathan Stewart. Something tells me that he would want to bring in Daryl Williams over to Juan James. I hope that's not the case, but just going up based off last year, he wants guys he's very much familiar with. And maybe Daryl Williams, that's the reason why. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of been the name that most beat reporters have linked to. So I, I do think Daryl Williams is the most likely. But just I just I was just imagining, you know, Nate Solder, Will Hernandez, whoever we have a center. And then, you know, like we talked about Kevin Zeidler working well with others. He's the perfect fit for a guy like Jawan James. Um, because then you could just be, you could just pitch Jawan James on one on one a matchup and Zeidler comes over and helps whenever they're, you know, facing a great pass rusher. So, but yeah, Darrell Williams, listen, and Darrell Williams is no slack either. He's been, you know, he's had his injury problems, but he has been good whenever he's been called upon. Um, you know, he's, you know, was a starter for the Panthers in that playoff run uh, when they, you know, went 15-1. and one. So he's definitely no slack. But somebody else who has connections, Mike Remmers, who was in Carolina and Minnesota, so he has a connection with Gettleman and Pat Shermer. He was released Monday morning, and... He played guard last year, but he's played the most of his career at left and right tackle, and he's been very solid. And he could be a guy that is a cheap option. And if we're if these if you know say James and Williams get these huge contracts and we kind of lose out on them, Mike Remmers I feel like is the best option to play right tackle for us. And yeah, he's got that experience as well. He's a six-year veteran of this league, and once again, he would provide someone else to help mentor. Uh, Will Hernandez provide more learning for him? Obviously, they're two different positions, but they could both give him like advice about the NFL. So right now, I I think the Giants will build this offensive line through free agency. It, it's the quickest way to do it, and it's more of a surefire option because the last time we drafted a a tackle, obviously left tackle, right tackle are very different, but that one tackle did not end up very well. So. I like building the offensive line for free agency a little bit more, but yes, obviously Quentin Nelson's a totally different example. Maybe we just got unlucky with our offensive line draft picks, but Mike Remmers wants to get another solid option. Maybe you can even get him on a cheap deal as well because he may need to prove himself a little bit. Yeah, because he didn't have a great 2018. Um, and yeah, we've been horrible at drafting offensive linemen. Uh, Eric Flowers, Justin Pugh. I mean, it just has not been good. Um, yeah, it... it, it it could be somebody we go in the draft, but it's not a deep offensive line class, and there's really nobody at the top that'd be worth taking. And but you know what, offensive line is a position where you can go from worst to first real quick. I mean, just look at the Colts last year. I mean, before last year, the offensive line was absolutely horrible. They bring in Quentin Nelson, they draft Braden Smith, 
in the second round and then get a couple other pieces. And they had, you know, possibly, you know, the top offensive line in the NFL, if you just go by sack numbers. So, you know, the addition of Zeitler, Will Hernandez with another year under his belt, Nate Solder, uh, you know, uh, with a year of experience in the Pat Shermer offense. And then we go out again, a right tackle, whether it's uh, one of these three guys are in the draft. I really think we are going to make it an issue to address that. And obviously Dave Gettleman has made it plain and clear that he believes football is one up front and I'm right there with them. And we, we'd have to expect he's going to address it. No. Yeah. Cause obviously he, he, his hog mollies are something that he cares deeply about. And with a 38 year old Eli Manning at the quarterback and a rookie quarterback, most likely coming soon, he need to have a good offensive line and, Right now, the Giants are in a good place the offensive line. As long as they can fix that right tackle position, I have, for the first time in who knows how many years, faith that we could have a good offensive line. Seven years. Um, 2012. <laughs> um, uh, actually, 2011, because 2012 was the playoffs. All right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, but with the, the money that Trent Brown got, do you see Jawan James and Daryl Williams being attainable money-wise? I mean, yes and no because, like, it's a left tackle, so maybe NFL teams will be like, oh, but you play right tackle. But they're going to be like, no, 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 we're just as good as Trump Bound, maybe even better. Obviously, I'm not saying they're better, but they could say that to an NFL team. So I think the Giants will most likely go cheap just because where we are sitting with this uh, money situation because as I, there's an, we need to uh, fill out our safeties, our corners. We have literally no one to be able to rush the passer. I have a better chance of rushing the passer for the Giants this season right now than anyone. So we we have a lot of holes to fill. So I think Giants go cheap on right tackle. Mike Remmers is the cheap option, and then they use that money to go elsewhere. Definitely. And you mentioned safeties. Danny, let's move over to the defense. Safeties, they're going like it's hot. We've seen Tyron Mathire go. Obviously, Landon Collins, Kenny Vaccaro, Eric Weddle. And that field is starting to dwindle. Guys like Earl Thomas are out of our reach. Who do you see us going after as a safety? I mean, there's many different types of players we can go after. Something I just want to bring up. I'm not sure how likely this would be. But um, Sean Chandler, I mean, he's an undrafted free agent. Maybe they'll believe he can replace Landon Collins. And then, obviously, I'll get into the names I want to sign in a second, but we also have to think about um, Curtis Riley, how awful he was. Do you think maybe the Giants would bring him back, or is he just a no? I mean, we might, we might have to because there's just nobody there. Uh, so we'll see. Although, I see them, you know, they'll probably draft a couple, and safety's kind of a position where undrafted free agents get their shot a lot. But out of uh, Curtis Riley and Sean Chandler, I guess he'd maybe them being on the roster. But as far as starting, uh, I, I sure hope not. All right. And so now let me get to the two names I was thinking about. Uh, one, LaMarcus Joyner, formerly of the Rams. He's a free agent right now, so he could be someone we could look into. And the guy who's on my uh, homepage, uh, Adrian Amos, being hurdled by Saquon Barkley. He could very well be an option the Giants look at. Or, as I said last episode, haha, Clinton Dix. Washington's obviously not bringing it back out there. They literally broke the bank for Landon. Haha, Clinton Dix didn't have a good year last year. He may need to prove himself. Maybe we'll just switch safeties with Washington. Yeah, it would be interesting to bring in a guy like haha, Clinton Dix. Um, we all thought that the safety market would be cheap because 
of of how much money uh, or how, because of how many they are. But it's looking like these guys are going to be expensive. Clinton Dix could definitely be one. Joiner, I like. A guy who I've always liked, and this might be you know one of those guys where I liked from the beginning, and my bias just always stays there. George Oloka, who's played for the Bengals uh, and last year with the Vikings. The guy is 6'4", 225. He's only 28 years old. And he's a, definitely a guy that can replace Landon Collins. He could come play up in the box. I mean, he's just somebody that's always impressed me. Uh, maybe it's just the size, but he's somebody I would love to have and I think would be a, a great piece for us. And he's a, he's a great team player, too. Out of those three guys I said, I'm really on board with HaHa Clinton Dix right now. As I said, he needs to prove himself. He didn't have the best of year of Washington after he was traded to them. So, and, I mean, if he, almost like him sometimes in Atlanta Collins, I feel like they're almost like sometimes the same players. But I, for some reason, I feel like HaHa Clinton Dix can be a lot better for us in our scheme right now. But obviously, with the way James Betcher has his defense built, he likes his safety to cover tight ends, so... Obviously, Landon really couldn't do that, except one game. But, you know, I have I hold grudges for a while. But so I feel like Haha Clinton Dix could be the guy. Once again, a cheap deal. And the safety mark is insane. People like Adrian Amos aren't going to want to come to New York on a cheap deal. Yeah, Amos, I would love to have Amos. But like you said, he's, I don't think we're going to shell out the money for him. Uh, what do you think about the idea of Kirk Coleman? Obviously, another Carolina connection. Uh, he's the as Dan Duggan said last week. He's the one guy, Dave, uh, one like really defensive back. Dave Gellman gave an extension to that three years, seventeen million. Maybe Kirk Coleman believes he'll get uh, maybe another deal from Dave Gellman. I, I would like it because once again, that connection's there and makes life easy. But will they do it? Something tells me no. Something for some reason, something in my gut tells me, Haha, Clinton Dix is the guy. Yeah, it's this is one of the weirdest free agencies for us because we really have no idea who we're going to target, and you know, hopefully, when we put this out, that we won't have signed everybody yet. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting. Uh, let's move on to the the, the corners. Pierre Desir out of uh, Indianapolis. He's the one guy that sticks out to me, although he might uh, demand a lot of money. Um, he's you know looked at as the number one guy. Him and, and Bryce Callahan uh, and Buster Scrines already off the market. But Pierre Desir is somebody I like a lot. And obviously we need help at corner with Jenkins being in the last year of his deal. Um, Grant Haley is somebody I believe in, but, you know, he still has a lot to prove. And then Sam Beal, we we don't know what he is yet. Uh, yeah, you're right, because uh, right now we have three corners, uh, Jenkins, Haley, and Beal. Beal obviously didn't play at all last year due to his shoulder injury. Grant Haley, as you said, still developing into something. And Janoris Jenkins, depending on which Jenkins we get, uh, he, he'll be fine. Uh, so uh, this cornerback market, it is very weak. Uh, the only good player sticking out there right now is probably Ronald Darby. But he's he wants to be back in Philly. And it seems like Eagles want him back as well. So I was looking for the list. Someone I don't know why, but, I mean, <laughs> Morris Claiborne out of, from the Jets, I mean... He can maybe bring something. I'm not a fan that we're pursuing cornerbacks right now because this is a very weak class, but it's a position we need help with. Oh, something I should say. Dominic Rodgers-Cromartie, he came out of he's coming out of retirement. Maybe the, he would want to have a reunion with the Giants. But also on that, he's getting up there in age. I'm not sure he wants to come play for the Giants who are right now nowhere in position to compete with a Super Bowl. So, Marcus Claiborne right now. Oh, sorry, what? Maybe uh, DRC could be our safety. 
<laughs> maybe. But uh, so right now, Maurice Claiborne, maybe he's the guy to uh, come in, or even Rashawn Melvin out of the Raiders. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to linebackers. Really, there's nobody that impresses me a whole lot. Uh, the name I have down is maybe Manti Tail, depending on what we get him on. That being said, Alex uh, Ogletree is more of a, a pass defender anyways, and that's kind of what Teo's forte is. But he had a good year with New Orleans last year, um, and he's definitely somebody that could be an option for us. What, 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 do you, what are you looking at, at at linebacker? One name being linked to us right now is uh, Preston Smith of the Washington Redskins. Looking at it, I mean, he's an average guy. I mean, he's good for what he is at linebacker. Obviously, we need help with him. Um, Ogletree right now and BJ Goodson but right now because obviously we don't know what the Giants are thinking about at the draft because say hypothetically they trade for Josh Rosen do they then look at someone like a Devin White to help come in and fill that role maybe he could be the next Darius Leonard right now so right now if we're looking at it I'm going based off what I'm seeing Preston Smith oh and Deion Buchanan of the Cardinals obviously that history with James Betcher is there so Another guy who I don't think will be too expensive for us, but another guy we can come in and fill that role for us. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to be a little biased and say, Tay Davis, my guy, is going to make that jump this year. So we got you, Tay. Um, uh, and then pass rusher and interior defensive line. There's not much out there in this in this year's uh, market. Uh, you know, A guy like Ndamukong Sue is not an option. Um, Marcus Golden has been somebody that's been linked to us, but I do think this will be a position we will try to address in the draft, depending on what we're doing QB wise. Uh, if as I going back to it, say we trade for Josh Rosen once again, I'm not saying this is happening, but just saying, uh, Montez Sweat, he had a great combine, he could be someone to come fill in. But if we're going for free agency, the name I'm he- look hearing a lot right now is the Darius Smith, formerly of the. Ravens looking at his stats. I mean, he's played 16 games last year, 14 games. So, I mean, he stays healthy. But, uh, I mean, once again, this is a, not a deep edge rushers class. That Probably the two big guys, uh, in my opinion, was uh, Trey Flowers, who signed with Detroit, and Dante Fowler, who re-signed with the Rams. So, once again, it's the Giants, we traded away. That's the one bad thing about trading away Olivier Vernon. Was he the best? No. But he was our best guy. And so right now, all we really have is a BJ Hill to really rush the passer. So, Zadarius Smith, I think, is probably the guy the Giants will sign if they even have interest. I, I think they do have interest in him. So that's why I'm going with Zadarius Smith. Yeah, he's definitely number one on my list right now. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what plays out with this free agency. Uh, I don't think we're going to be big spenders at all. I really don't. Uh, I think if we were, we would have already heard something by now. Um, that being said, you know, we could have something done uh, essentially with, you know, a Daryl Williams or whoever. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because it's one of those things we just have no idea. And, you know, you could be listening to this now and calling us idiots because everything we said is wrong and things have already played out. Yeah, absolutely. Because we could be recording this right now and, like, the Giants have signed uh, someone like Darius Smith, as we're talking about right now. But... So, right now, I mean, the Giants are quiet. Uh, the only two really big names that are being talked about is Dion Buchanan and uh, Preston Smith. Obviously, Giants news. I mean, Odell's apparently being traded every day nowadays. Oh, so my gosh. Are... I don't even want... <laughs> me and you both were kind of similar with that. Because, like, it really doesn't even phase me anymore when I see that. It's just, I'm just, I just, 
I don't believe it, and I, I keep scrolling. Yeah, as you said, you said uh, you're tempted just to like you just block it out. And I said, and I said uh, at this point, if Odell's traded, I was gonna be like, oh, finally, someone got it right. But right <laughs> now, right now, I mean, the Giants are quiet. Uh, maybe tomorrow there'll be a little more action regarding them. I mean, oh, I mean, we have to remember Josh Morrow. I mean, maybe they'll bring him back. What's Josh Morrow's deal? Do you know off the top of your head? Is he a free agent this year? I don't know. I know that we're trying to get rid of Kareem Martin, though. Oh, we are. Yeah, so... Or I it's mean, been talked about. I don't know if they're trying to. I mean, it's something I was thinking. Maybe they can look into bringing... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lorenzo Carter into a, a, a Russian role. But So, Zadarius Smith, as I said, I think he's the safest... Oh, he is a free agent this year, Josh Morrow. So, there's that. So, um, right now, the Giants don't have any pass rushers. We traded away our best one, Olivier Vernon. This is why this draft is good. It is littered with uh, uh, edge rushers right now, so we can build that through the draft. So right now, uh, I say the Giants right now are mainly looking at linebackers with us, uh, Preston Smith, Dion Buchanan right now. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be interesting. All right, well, unless you got anything else, Danny, I think we can call the show. I think we can. All right, thanks for tuning in to Talking Giants. Just keep stay with us. We got dance. We're we're doing two episodes this week. We got Dan Snyder coming in on our Friday episode. Hopefully, we'll have some guys signed by then. Make sure to follow us at Talking Giants, not Talking Talking Giants. You know, we were we were talking about names when we changed it. I, you know, I thought man, maybe we do Talking G Men, but then our handles would be Talking Men, and we just we don't want to confuse people. All right, so my handle is Bobby Skinner NFL. Danny's handle is Danny King NFL. That's how you know we're smart and legit. We have NFL on our handles. They don't we're just professional. Give that out. They just don't. They don't just give that out to anyone. No. So anyways, I'm Bobby. That's Danny. This is Talking Giants. We'll see you guys on Friday.